Welcome to another edition of Project 45 Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Michael. And welcome to a Veterans Day edition of the podcast. We want to start the podcast off by saying thank you to everyone, uh, the men and women who have served this country and are still serving this country. We do thank you for your service and for keeping our country, states, and communities uh, safe always. Um, on tonight's show, we're going to kind of go off a little bit off the, the political side for a little bit and talk about this emerging uh, situation, I guess, with, with Kanye West and his sudden uh, epiphany with, with Jesus uh, and kind of the madness that's, that's taken place around that. Um, so he's, he's just released, I believe, a new album. Right, Jesus. Uh, what is it? Jesus, Jesus is, is King. Jesus is King, is the name of his new album. Uh, so Kanye has taken, uh, did a one eighty. I guess you could say. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. One eighty. And now he claims that you know he's he's he's, he's basically got the spotlight one because he, he's African American with with some notoriety, some you know connection to the to the celebrity world. And he supports. Well, or he, he says is he supports. Yeah, <laughs> use that term loosely, I guess. But he supports uh, President Trump. Uh, well, no, I don't know. He doesn't support President Trump, or his support for tre- President Trump is back and forth, because when he jumped on the MAGA hat uh, Trump bandwagon, he jumped on it for about a week, and then he went on the news. He went in the media. And then completely recanted his support for Trump. Right. So he initially he was he was on the MAGA wearing hat. Went to the White House. Went to the yeah. Trump, went to the White House. Discussed loved whatever Trump. they discussed. Uh, yeah. Had had the little conference with Trump. Uh, got his got his picture taken. Did did the rounds with the talk shows. Uh, you know. Uh, then he then he basically kind of backtracked a little bit. Wasn't so much a Trump supporter. Now he's back to being a Trump supporter. And now he's this newfound um, person. Re- yeah, with his religion. Um, so the album Jesus is King. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your thoughts on that, Michael. That's a little bit more in your realm uh, of the religious aspect of it. But uh, the Jesus is King album has connections with uh, the Jeff, Def Jam, Jay Z, and, and Def, Def Jam, Jam Records, Records. and uh, producer, and uh, I guess business mogul, uh, David Geffen, uh-huh. producer. So kind of give us a little background with what you know or what your, your little experience with, with the album and its connections. Well, I mean, if we if we just look at the type of people that this record label produces, uh, well, we can start with Jay-Z. We can start with Jay-Z's wife, Beyonce. We can look at all the rappers and look at all the rap music that they produce and none of it glorifies God. None of it is gospel. None of it is Christian. Um, uh, Beyonce herself is in interviews saying that she has an entity that takes over her body when she performs and she calls it Sasha Fierce. You can just go and Google any of these celebrities talking about how they welcome demons into their bodies uh, they sell. They've sold their soul to the devil for fame and fortune and for celebrity, basically. 
I mean, it, it's just too much to be coincident. Katy Perry says she sold her soul to the devil for celebrity, for fame. Katy Perry actually says in an interview, she says that I tried to do gospel music and I failed, so I sold my soul to the devil. So she basically gave up. She gave up the gospel aspect. She, of her it. her father is a is a pastor, and she gave up Christianity, sold her soul to the devil. This is self-professed, sold her soul to the devil for fame and and celebrity. So there's this grow there's this growing. Uh, I mean, a lot of people want to call it conspiracy or a cuckooness or whatever, but there's there's a connection between. These celebrities, you know, openly admitting in some cases, and then we'll get maybe get to this a little later. They subtly will tell their audience their intentions or their devotions to certain entities or Satan or or, or whatever you want to call it, the evil, in exchange for fame, uh, in exchange for the celebrity status that comes with, mm-hmm. uh, you know. A sacrifice or a, a you know a newfound devotion to an evil entity but you, you just talked about uh, Def Jam and Jay-Z and uh, Beyonce the alter ego this entity that takes over uh, Beyonce when she performs that she called Sasha Fierce everybody's right. uh, familiar with that uh, phrase that she said she, I think she went on a tour she, and Sasha yeah. Fierce or whatever uh, so you said they openly sit there and say that they sold their, their their soul to the devil. But here we have Kanye West. Uh, you know, he's he's had his trials and tribulations, but you've got people flocking to this man now. You know, basically saying this this guy is he giving a profound, powerful message uh, that's spreading the word of Jesus Christ. But we've got these we've got these celebrities uh, going on record saying we sold our soul to the devil. Now let me let's preface this uh, because I'm a Bible believing Christian. I'm born again. Um, had problems in my life. Have wasn't the best person uh, before I got saved. Before I met Jesus, and I'm not saying that Kanye West can't be saved. I'm not saying that Kanye West. It's impossible for Kanye to find Jesus. But when you're finding Jesus comes along with $35 Jesus is King sweatshirts and an album premiere, I find it hard to believe that uh, that you have actually found Jesus. Because if you actually, if he actually found Jesus, why would he be merchandising his, his faith? Why would he make merchandise? Why would he make profit of his faith? That's no different than Joel Osteen or Kenneth Copeland or any of the Word of Faith preachers that go on TV and say, give us your, make a charitable donation to our ministry and we'll send you a CD teaching or a prayer cloth or whatever they're peddling that week. It's no different. They're they're making merchandise of the gospel. The Bible says that to buy the word and sell it not, to purchase, purchase it and sell it not. The, all these people are just making money, are getting more and more wealthy, and he's just capitalizing off of Christians' uh, gullibility. Well, what can what that can, they'll literally fall for anything? 
And, and, and you're right. And, and one can sit here and argue that Kanye West's career has been, you know, a tumultuous career anyway. Ups and downs. And basically he fell into some irrelevance. Yeah. And then suddenly, you know, he's back in the limelight. So he needed, you know, we could argue that he's, he, this is all a ploy Publicity. to make himself relevant again. Because, you know, there was those times where people called him crazy and he, he seemed to be going off the deep he end. He didn't go off the deep end. And we're not sure he even came out of the deep end yet. But, you know, he, he was irrelevant and now he's back in the spotlight. He's taking on, and the way to do that is obviously cling on to a controversial figure such as the president and be an African-American celebrity, quote, uh, that comes out in, in support of President Trump. And that's obviously going to get you in front of the cameras. It's obviously going to get you a new round of interviews on the late night talk shows and stuff like that. But we go back to the point of selling your soul to the devil. Surely Kanye West has never sold his soul to the devil. Yes, he did. He had did he to sell his soul to the devil. He had to. Uh, January 2010, here he is at a concert recorded, and this is what Kanye has to say in a live uh, con uh, concert. I sold my soul to the devil. He sold his soul to the devil. Sold his soul to the devil. Now is that? I mean, I don't just walk around saying that. I don't. Ju I don't. I don't just walk around saying, "Oh, I sold my soul to the devil for a job." Oh, I sold my soul to the devil for a car. But I you have countless celebrities, one celebrity after another, so many that it, it's not a coincidence that are going around saying that they sold their soul to the devil. If you research it enough, there's celebrities that literally say they signed. A contract in blood. They signed a contract in blood. This is stuff that you guys need to research for yourself. I mean, we could sit here and tell you all this stuff, and this stuff is wackadoodles to most people. But if you really start to research it, if you really start to look at it, if you look at their obsession with occult symbolism, 666, um, the lyrics to their songs, murder, uh, uh, Eminem's 3AM if you look at these songs and the videos I mean you know people look at people look at uh, at Taylor Swift and she looks like this innocent sweet uh, girl next door but then you watch the video you watch one of her music videos what's the name of that song the music video of uh, um Oh, it's escaping my mind. Oh, it's escaping. But I'll, I'll just go on record. If, if it, I look at Taylor Swift and I, I can see in her eyes and I can tell that that woman is, is cuckoo. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, that's my one problem with Taylor Swift is behind that innocent facade of this, this pretty little girl, you've got Taylor Swift who literally looks like she's crazy as a, as a, as a cuckoo owl. And you can tell that there's something going on with her. But you've got, I mean, how many people walk through life on a daily basis, in a daily conversation with your coworkers or your employees or whatever, and you say, "Oh, I sold my soul to the devil today." You know, I sold my soul to the devil so that this job keeps, uh, uh, you know, gives me, you know, prosperity. Or I sold my soul to the devil so that I could do such and such and such and such. But you got an epidemic of celebrities one after another say, "Oh, I sold my soul to the devil," and in exchange, you know, it seems to be. I don't want to say it's a coincidence, but you've got these moments where they say they say this, or they go on TV and they say this, and suddenly they've got this renowned interest by by the media, this renowned interest in their career. Their career takes takes off again, and 
Oh, look what you made me do. Yeah, look what that's you, the name of the yeah, song. Yeah, look what you made me do. Watch the video. Watch the video of uh, Taylor Swift's "Look What You Made Me Do," where she's a zombie. She's busting out of the grave. This stuff has absolutely nothing to do. If you listen to the song on it at face value, you could make it about anything, a bad relationship or whatever. But then you watch this video and it's the video has absolutely nothing to do with what you think the song might be about. The videos tell you basically a story of what they've what, what they've, it's actually about. What it's actually about and that's basically you know, you know, giving their their life or their devotion or their allegiance to the occult. To the occult, uh, right? Absolutely. So that that's basically a point. It's a cult. It's actually a cult ritual, right? So it, you're saying it's it's, it's basically an occult that is basically telling the point in their their I guess their devotion or how would you word that? I guess that's that's the point of what is actually going on in their career. Yeah, what's actually going on in their, in their real relationship life. with the in their real life. at yeah. that very moment. Yeah, you know, and like you said, it has if you listen to the words on face value to the song, the song and the video are you you are the total disconnect. Yeah, and the video tells a different story uh, than what's going on. But so you got Kanye West and his 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 devotion uh, to Jesus Christ and his newfound uh, fame. He's got this 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 media attention uh, all going on. So we got David Geffen and we got Def Jam Records and their their ties uh, to the occult and, and um, Jay Z along with uh, Beyonce. And there's this news story on Fox News where they're talking about Kanye West is uh, packing a venue in Hollywood with seventeen thousand people. 17,000 people are coming to the Church of Kanye. The Church of Kanye. The Church of Kanye. And that's exactly what it is. It's not the Church of Jesus. It's the Church of Conway. Kanye. Well, this, well, this reporter here, Jonathan Morris for Fox News, a religious religion analyst, whatever that is, uh, goes into this church, apparently. And if you go and check out the video, uh, it's, it's on YouTube or foxnews.com. You can go and find it there as well. Uh, it's from November 11, 2019. Uh, this guy goes into the to the church, uh, the venue, and I, I think the the first thing that struck me when we watched the video, and I said this to Michael, I said this looks like an, this looks like some kind of occult ritual. You've got this group surrounding Kanye on stage. It looks mm -hmm. like they're all dressed in the, uh, you know, it's a Hollywood bland. production. Yeah, there's it's a bland. Hollywood production. Uh, drink the Kool-Aid type clothes, you know, give, giving his spiel or whatever, and these people are dancing around Kanye as if they're uplifting him into, you know, some sainthood or something. And it's clearly nothing like at a church that I would go no. to. And probably 99.9% .9 of Americans would never go to a church where you're you're dressed in looks like potato sacks, it dancing really around like sacks. Kanye. But you've got Fox News here legitimizing this guy. They do. Saying that this, you know, oh, it, it's a very powerful message that he's bringing to to the American people if he's bringing Jesus Christ. So you and you argued what Jesus Christ? Yeah, exactly. So what do what you mean by Jesus that? Christ. What do you mean by what Jesus? What Christ? Jesus Christ? Because Paul tells us in the Book of Corinthians that there's another Jesus and another Spirit. 
Because he says, Paul says in Corinthians, he says, if anyone comes to you preaching another Jesus, or if you receive another spirit, other than the one that we have proclaimed. So that's telling you, that tells us in scripture that there are people out there proclaiming another, a different Jesus than the real Jesus. Jesus himself in Matthew 24 even said that there's another Jesus. He said, many in that day, talking about the end times, many will come in my name saying that he, Jesus, is the Christ, but they are not of him. They are not his. It's a false Jesus. There's false Jesus all over the place. I think American, the American gospel is saturated with false Jesus. Joe Osteen, Joel Osteen, false Jesus. When you have the queen of the occult, Oprah Winfrey, sitting on the front row of your church, nodding and agreeing with what you're saying, you are preaching a false Jesus. Because Oprah Winfrey herself admitted that she does not believe in Jesus. She does not believe in the one true Jesus. She said on her talk show years ago, back in the 80s or 90s, that Jesus is not the only way. Well, the Bible says that Jesus is the only way. And uh, another, the, Tyler Perry's another one. They'll say that Tyler Perry's a Christian, and oh, this Christian, no. A man that puts on a dress and does his comedy and drag, he is not a Christian. Because a Christian man would not do that. If you look at Tyler Perry's movies, they are not Christian. There is nothing Christian about Tyler Perry's movie. Christian in name only. It seems today. It seems today that you could just attach yourself with a celebrity status and just say, "Oh, Christian." It's about marketing. And it's, marketing, it's marketing to a group of people. Right. You're marketing and it's, yourself. It's basically That's like Joel Osteen and these 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 preachers on television that are riding around in, in, in their new jets flying across the world and all this good stuff on the backs of the people that are sending the money. You know, with with the little string, little carrot attached in front of it, it says, "You know, keep giving me your money." Look what God's done for me. You know, I've got this jet and I've got this mansion and I've got this pretty wife that's half my age and I've got all this plastic surgery to keep me from aging. And Which you, they all have plastic right. surgery. And if you just if you just keep giving me some of your money, your hard-earned money, you keep giving me your money, surely, surely you're going to be rewarded like I am. And that's never the that's never really the case in these situations. And the same the same is applicable to this this. That what's going on with Kanye? This is this is simply a marketing ploy by Kanye. The man, if you ask me, is cuckoo. I think he's cuckoo. He's, and, and clearly, look, look at his interviews across the, the span of the last few years. And there's there's so many inconsistencies, and there, there there's a making of a man that has a complete mental disconnect. Oh yeah, totally. He's totally obsessed with himself. Yeah. And this is this is this is not the deification of Christ. He is not glorifying God. This is the deification of Kanye. Right, and I think if this you, is the making the making a god out of Kanye. Exactly, and if I think if you if you watch this Fox video, a Fox News video of this inside, and you see the footage of inside this church, I think I, I I can think you can see that. I think you can see that Kanye is clearly, uh, you know, soaking up the attention, 
and basically loving the fact that these people are worshiping around him. And I'll just say this. One of the people that they interviewed for this story on Fox News said that it's all this relative Christianity. She said she said that she is there to magnify the Most High and glorify God. And it doesn't really matter what the truth of the situation is as long as God is being glorified. But what God is being glorified. I think we have, let's see if this is the clip here. I don't think it's this one. I think it's the single lady, the one that is by herself. Is he though? There, Kanye, is, is he bringing, Kanye bringing anybody to Christ? And what Christ is he bringing the people to? So it doesn't matter the truth. It doesn't matter the motivation. At the end of the day, God is being glorified. That's not true. Your motivation is absolutely relevant. Because if your motivation is not to glorify God, if Kanye's motivation is not to glorify God, then God is not being glorified. If people are there just to see Kanye, then God is not being glorified. Kanye is being glorified. Kanye is being glorified. Well, I'm gonna, you know my opinion on this. You know my opinion on Christian, contemporary Christian music. You know my definitely my position on rapping Christian music. I'm an old school when it comes to church. I'm old school in, in the music that follows church. You know, it's very simplistic. It's not, a, it's not, it should not be, in my opinion, uh, a concert or production. It should not sound like the latest uh, top 40 hit on the radio. It definitely should not be in a rap music. That's my opinion on it. That's the Southern Baptist uh, upbringing that I had. That's, I'm definitely out on it just because of that alone. But I mean, I'm, I'm with you. What God? Who are we actually? Who are these people actually flocking to see? Are they actually flocking to see? You know, hear the word and the and the preachings of Jesus. Are they here to see a glimpse of Kanye and this get a get a bite of this stunt that he's produced? Um, so, are they converting to Jesus? Are they becoming real Christians, or are they just following Kanye? Because that 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 makes a difference. At the end of the day, that's what makes a difference. And we just listened. What was the name of the song we listened to? This Kanye song? On the Fox video? No, on the the one we listened to. The one to that just came. The, yeah. His, I guess this is, I don't know if this is. Christ-like. The, Follow God is the name of the song. Let's play, oh, we'll play a little clip so that get It's absolutely here. nonsensical. Let's see if we can it, play it. There's clip. nothing. There, it means it's a nonsensical. It's it's 
over and over and over. I was screaming at my daddy. He told me it wasn't Christ-like. It, it, everything lined with like, like. But what does this even mean? It's what got it, the word God in it. No, it ab- means absolutely nothing. And I'll, I'm going to steal this from Owen Benjamin because he, he said this on his show. If we sang the song Amazing Grace, you would know exactly what it was about. You would have no question. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Kanye is just running words together that could mean anything to anybody. And they're nonsensical. They're they mean absolutely at the end of the at the end of the day, they mean absolutely nothing. Or they mean whatever you want them to mean. Well, here, I, I mean, I, we we listen to this song. I'm gonna hopefully I've got it in the right spot. Or we can try to. Let's just kind of doing this on the on the live type version. But the part of the song that really throws my red flag that this guy's still cuckoo, that this guy's still out there, mm-hmm. it should be locked up, is the ending to this song, which is absolutely ridiculous. The way he ends the song, uh, I think is why. In, in a way, I think it's very telling. Get to the end of this song. Nothing made sense. He None just screamed. He screams at the end of it. Ah! Somebody ain't close to you anymore. I don't know. Like, 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 those words have. Those he said words at one point have no meaning at all. At one point, he said, "He literally said, i 'I'm riding on a white bike.' What does that have <laughs> to do with anything? What does a white bike and Jesus Christ like have to do with Kanye? It's literally words." That are nonsense, that are meaningless, that have no meaning at all. It sells a T-shirt. Sells a T-shirt. It sells a sweatshirt. A Forty dollars. Had a Kanye a ticket. He it, had a t- he had one T-shirt on there that was a hundred and twenty dollars. It flocks people. It flocks people to purchase his merchandise, and that's what this this what this thing's all about. If you ask me, I mean, and I think it's it's disgusting that we have come to a point where. The American society is gullible enough to fall for stuff like this. And it's the fact that the American people have been trained uh, to be this gullible is where we're at with this Rush, Russian hoax and, and everything that's going on with the Trump presidency is because we have raised a society of people that are now gullible to everything that's going on. They're gullible to anything that's going on. They're gullible to the fact that you've got... Uh, Feminine hygiene products and things out there that are now marketing their commercials as if men and young boys are having their periods. Yeah. And we're supposed to go along with this and say that this is just normal today's society. And you've got Kelly Clarkson and John Legend redoing a Christmas song. Uh, what is it? Baby, it's cold outside. Oh, yeah, yeah, Baby, yeah. it's cold outside. You've got them completely redoing the song to the point where they're sitting there saying, you know, instead of... I'm going to call you a cab. I'm going to call you a ride. 
it's your body. It's your choice. If she, when she says she wants to have another drink or she may stay and have another drink, and he says, well, it's your body. It's your choice. This is propaganda. You've completely erased a, a, a song that's been around. Yeah, what is it? The one body, your body, your choice. What is that linked to? The Me Too movement. No. Abortion. Abortion. Your body, your choice is linked to abortion. And everything else it does with a woman. Um, you've got the complete erasing of American history. I mean, this is this is 1984 level stuff that's going on right now. Oh, yeah. Where, I mean, imagine that you're going to have generations of children that we're going to get rid of the original version of the song. And this is the version of the song that people are going to go to. And you've got some screaming liberal out there like well this is just the best part this is a, such a this is a song that I want my children to know and be a part of so they can be a productive good member of society well your your child is a pussy you, you raised your child to be a pussy and he's gonna be a pussy and that's why he's ha that's why he's able to go on a commercial for feminine hygiene products and have his period as if you're marketing these things to men and that's why you're telling transgender men and women that they can go get maxi pads because they're going to have their period, which is impossible. Absurd. It's impossible, but yet you're going to tell transgender people, yeah, go put on a maxi pad. You'll be fine. You're going to have your period. You are cuckoo to start with for getting your sex change. You have a mental disorder. You're mentally ill. You need to get help. You need to sign up and go with Kanye, and y'all need to get the best treatment that's out there available because you're both got bats flying around in your head you're lost it and to sit there and, and 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 take something like this christmas song and and say that's okay at what point does society wake up and say this has got to stop that we're so uptight with each other that we can't have a conversation that you can't poke at somebody that we can't appreciate a song we got to take this song and turn it into sexual assault on women What's, I mean, that, that you're opening a door that can never be closed if we oh, yeah. allow this to happen oh, in society. Yeah. Because who gets to decide what is offensive in society? Who gets to decide that? It's people like uh, Jay-Z. It's people like Kanye. It's the celebrity. The people who started the whole Me Too movement. The Rose McGowans of the world. The people that or are the also handlers. The handlers, yes. actually. Of Rose McGowan. It's the people that are already, their morals are already shot to hell already. Correct. Totally corrupt. I mean, look look up Rose McGowan and uh, the way she's she allows herself to be portrayed in movies as some half-dressed uh, slut romping around the movies and she wants to cry because somebody supposedly sexually assaulted her or whatever. And then her partner, I can't remember what her name is, but we can look it up. Her partner in the whole Me Too movement, it came out that she sexually assaulted an 18-year-old man. Because, and everybody was silent about it. Because there's a bigger agenda. There's a, there, is, there is a puppet master and then there are puppets. And these people are puppets because puppets. they have... They have the greatest access. They have the access to the greatest tool. They have influence in society. That's influence and influence and a way and a means to spread the influence via radio and via television. 
and we allow our kids to go online, listen to this crap, and we go on and we and we, we sit around the TV and we watch this crap and we watch the propaganda, we watch the interracial couples being promoted on TV. And it's also we watch the di- we watch the dynamics of the American family chain on TV because that desensitizes you while you watch it on TV and it changes your perspective of it. So when the so when it politically becomes an issue, you're like, oh yeah, we've seen that, we've done it, we, 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 it's okay. There's no issue. Uh, it's why you see commercials where boys are having their period on TV in a commercial. It's why there it's why there's a homosexual couple. In every commercial now. Every. There's a lesbian in every commercial commercial for insurance, life insurance, car payments, car loans, uh, drug companies out there. There's there's a a lesbian couple on every single one of these. It's to desensitize you. It's to normalize something. And and we're not... This is my perspective on it. I'm not saying that gay people are bad people. This is what I'm saying, that the LGBTQ movement is a victim class of people, and a special, and they're, what what happens with the victim class of people is that they don't want equal rights, they want special rights. And anytime someone has special rights, uh, somebody else's rights are impeded. You have to take away rights of another. That's what affirmative action does. Exactly. People think affirmative action is fantastic, but you know what? It takes away an equal playing field. It makes an unequal playing field for women or minorities or whatever. It gives them priority over a more qualified person. Well, that's the society that we have. That's the well. That's the society that we're raising. That's the that's the goal society that we have. A victimhood society. We have LGBT community who got marriage rights, and then that was essentially, if you ask me, that was that was that was one of, that was probably the main right that they, I guess, they lacked yeah. equality on. And uh, politically, once that was accomplished by no design or effort or fault by Barack Obama, contrary to what LGBT uh, members of the community want to tell you. Barack Obama did not give you gay marriage, the Supreme Court did. Barack Obama was so much of a coward that he couldn't back his own words up. He didn't fight one iota for uh, marriage equality. But, moving on, the issue was resolved. That was the issue, I guess the issue of the century for LGBT members. And once that was achieved... There was no other topic, so they had to stay relevant to the political ruling class. So those people came up with a, a another victim, and that's the transgenders. Right. And now the transgender people are victims, and they need something, and they need this, and they need this right, so that those people Which are. I don't know what the they hook. need. I don't know what they need either. I don't. Ha- I don't. Ha- I'm, I'm 39 years old, and I've never had an issue with trainees in the bathroom. I don't want one in the bathroom. I think if whatever you got downstairs, that's where you go. If you want to dress like a man and you got one downstairs, uh, you go to the men's restroom and you can just get the ridicule that goes with it because you're the one that chose to look like a woman dressed in with a beard and a dress. So you, well, I don't you know if they, I don't know if they want public funds to pay pay for their 
sex change operations or for their hormone therapy or I'm not paying for mental illness. I really don't know what equal rights that they want. It's this, and it goes with the women. What what rights do women not have? But you got women marching up and down the streets of Washington D.C. demanding equal rights and and women's rights and and all this other stuff. I'm like what right, right? Name a right that you don't have. Nobody can name one. Nobody, Nobody can tell can. me what this right is. I go well. My insurance is higher, or I'm more likely to get laid off because I'm pregnant, or my insurance is because I'm pregnant, or people don't want to hire me because I'm a woman. Well, unfortunately, Elizabeth Warren lied about being oh, yeah. fired for for being pregnant. For being pregnant. But in reality, I mean, you can look at the sense and say young teenage boys are discriminated against because their car insurance is higher than women because statistically they have high, they have more accidents than females of the same age, teenage uh, girls. So, I mean, could you statistically argue that employers have to pay out more in health insurance when a woman gets Possibly. pregnant and a woman has to have time off and a woman has, you know, elective surgeries for women problems or women issues and they take time off? Uh, those are just facts of being a woman. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry that you hate yourself to the point that, you know, you regret being a woman, but that's just the way it is. There are going to be certain biological things that a woman will experience and have by the nature and the grace of God, that a man doesn't have. And those things cost more. Should they cost more? I don't know. Maybe they are more prestigious. Maybe women may require more attention health-wise than men. I mean, surely if you're, you're, you have the ability to reproduce and carry a human being in, inside you, I would go ahead and argue without having a medical degree that you probably uh, would fall under the scrutiny of a doctor a little bit more than a man would. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those things are, are, are likely to cost uh, more than a than a man, so I'm not going to sit there and argue that. But we, you know, we we tell black people that you're you're being held down by statues, you're being held down by uh, injustice of the world, that the police are out here to kill you, that you're you know you're poor because the white guy did this, you're poor because of this, and that's not the case because there's white people that are in poverty that can't get out of poverty, or there's white people that lack the education or the skills to pull themselves out of poverty. But there's both of those people on both sides of the aisles, uh, both black and white, that are able to, you know, that come from extreme, uh, uh, the extreme spectrums of, you know, of poverty, the financial spectrum, and they're able to pull themselves out of poverty, whether you're black or white. So what separates those people that were able to, and you're not able to? Because I know we, we, we've talked about this, about this before, but, you know, neither one of our families were, were rich, but yet they live comfortable now. I'm not going to say they're still rich, but I wouldn't consider them in the in the thralls of poverty like we were when we were children. Mm-hmm. You know, standing in line, uh, waiting to get a bag of groceries, you know, from a local church because we didn't have enough money. So how do we come from that to where we are now? You know, owning things and producing things is it's work. But when you consistently, like the Democratic Party does, tell people that you're a victim of this, this, and that. You you beat somebody down mentally. You 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 tell them there's no hope, and you give up. But yet the Democrat Party has painted itself as the savior and the answer for all these these problems for years and years and years, and those problems are still there. Well, when you put somebody on the government dole, and you tell them you put them on the the payroll of the government essentially, and say, hey, we're going to pay you, and you don't have to work, and your only your only hope is us. That maybe you'll get an increase on your food stamps or on your welfare check or whatever you might be, your disability check or 
whatever you might be on, uh, when you tell those people that there's no way out but us, and the only thing that you give them is government crumbs, and they keep hoping for more, just a little bit more government crumbs, because people like Nancy Pelosi says, oh, we're going to get you an increase on your food stamps or on your welfare check, or if you vote for us, we're, we're going to take care of you and give you free health care, then, of course. Well, that's what the Democrats of ran course. on in the, in the midterms, is, you know, we're going to we're gonna, uh, better your health care, we're going to pass laws that make your life better as an American. Uh, we're gonna, they haven't we're done gonna, anything. And they haven't done anything but chase pipe dreams to try to get a president impeached and get someone out of office because they know they don't have a snowball's chance in hell with the dimwits that they've got running to win an election. They'll be lucky. They'll be lucky if they can get somebody, one of their candidates, to win dog catcher, uh, in one of the most liberal counties. It's society has got to wake up at some point, and we've got to realize that we're being duped across the board. That these celebrities are duping us. There's a greater agenda. There's no. There's no sharing the wealth. No. There's no sharing the wealth. No. There's no if they were sharing the wealth, these people would have already shared their wealth. And they're not sharing their wealth. These people would be living by example. And they're not living by example. So if you think you're going to elect Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren or all these other people from the rich and, and Robin Hood and give it to the to the poor, that's not, that's not going to happen. Because those people are not going to put their power in jeopardy and they're not going to put their stature in jeopardy. And that's basically what it would be boiled down to because these people would have to give up what they've accomplished. And, I mean, it, it's just, funny. It's funny because, before you get to that, it's funny because you hear people like Kamala Harris and you hear uh, the typical politician is going to grab a hold of the microphone and goes, I remember when I grew up. I remember sitting around my parents' kitchen table and my dad looking over across at us as poor black children and thinking, how are we going to make it? How are we going to pay these bills? And my dad worked hard, and my dad put long hours in at the mill and the factory. And he he made sure that me and my brothers and me and my siblings, we went to school, and we had a good quality education, and we had access to great health care. And my father sacrificed so much in his life so that we could live the American dream. And that's what I want for you. I want to live, I want to give you that American dream. But nowhere in any of those politicians' speech did they say, well, we lived off the back of the government, and we were a victim, and we were always a victim, and, and we were told always and forever that we were never going to do anything, and my daddy told me we're always a victim when we're black, and the world's stacked against us, and we're never going to be rich. But here I am, Attorney General of the state of California, and a United States Senator, and now I'm running for President of the United States, mm-hmm. because my daddy worked hard from the factory. Bull... You were born into this. You slept your way to it. You cheated your way to it. You lied your way to it. You did whatever you needed to do. You kissed whatever you needed to kiss. You made what the connections you needed to get to where you needed to go. And probably 99.9% of those stories, if the media had real access and did some actual journalism, are probably BS anyway. Mm-hmm. Daddy probably never worked in a factory. Daddy probably knew someone already in power who in turn took you under their wing and put you where you're at today. But no story... In a, pol- in a political setting begins with I'm a victim, always a victim, always was a victim will be a victim, yet I'm running for president well I just want to pose this question also when was the last time and if 
If this happened, I promise you the media would be all over it. When was the last time that you saw uh, Bernie Sanders or Kamala Harris or Elizabeth Warren actually out helping poor and marginalized and hurting people? Never. 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 They're always talking about it. How much they care about the poor, the hurting, the marginalized, the discriminated against, the impoverished. How much they want to help them and do good things for them. But when was the last time you actually saw them out helping people? You, it, Never. It, it, they're so fake that you have Elizabeth Warren in, in some awkward homemade video pretending to have a beer like normal people have beer. And she can't even do that normal. Well, this I is mean, the that woman, was awkward. Well, this is the woman that has uh, said has categorized herself as a minority for decades. She was she was classified as the first minority faculty member. She said she was an Indian for decades. The woman's as white as a snowflake. And then she doubled down on it like an idiot, like they all are idiots, doubled down on it, took a DNA test, and she showed herself to be full of crap. Yeah, a liar. She literally pr- proved she had more crap in her than she did Indian. <laughs> via, <laughs> she literally proved via DNA test that she is a liar, absolute liar. And then she gets she gets fired for being pregnant, which turns out to be false. This absolute woman, this lie. woman will tell you whatever you need to hear whatever. to get a vote, and nobody seems to care. Nobody cares. Nobody seems to care. These people are hell-bent on power, and that is the ultimate goal. You know what the funniest thing for me was? The funniest story for me was when uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez came out and backed Bernie Sanders. The first thing that I thought when I saw that story, I thought, (laughs) okay, so let's hash this out logically. All of those brown women in Congress tell us and brown brown and white women and even white men. I mean, and it's not about being white or black or brown or anything else, but they all tell us that old white men are the problem. Okay, brown woman, if all if old white men are the problem, why are you not supporting the brown woman that's running for president? Instead, you're supporting the old white man, brown woman. Yep. Because that's what you want to make it about. You all want to make it all about this stuff when it's relevant or expedient or relative to what you're talking about. But when you actually step up and do something, it's irrelevant now. Old white men are not the problem. I guess all old white men except Bernie Sanders are the problem. Maybe maybe Bernie identifies as a brown person. Well, maybe he does. I didn't think about that one. There's so much news, and there's so much there's so much, there's such a cycle of news that it's so hard for for people that aren't really woke or, you know. Well, woke is a not really a. That's not really the, woke. Woke is more liberal left. Yeah, it's more liberal. Uh, red pill. Yeah, I word? guess red pill or aware. How about of you, actual reality? How about we just? <laughs> how about you just you? For the people that have kindly removed their their heads from their own rear end, yeah, and actually paying attention, let's go that route. Uh, 
but there's so, there's so much news and there's so many there's such a saturation of agendas going on and information uh, that you know we we've programmed the American family to be so dysfunctional in the sense that we've got both parents working and I, I think that's you know part of this. Oh, and let me let me just interject this. Kamala Harris wants the school day to be extended to 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Because you're going to pay for free daycare is what you're paying for. You're not paying for school. You're paying for daycare. Exactly. Uh, has nothing to do with educating people. It has everything to do with separating the family. So we, we've created a, a chaotic family in which both parents work. And, and now I think we're at the point economically where we've bred the American family to have to work to keep up. And then we've got people having kids that don't need to have kids. It, people that can't afford to have kids, but we've got you gotta you gotta get married and have kids. Um but we've got we've got the dysfunctional American family. Both parents are working, the kids are playing soccer and football and baseball and basketball and tuba and band and skydiving and deep sea fishing and they're 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 in everything that you could possibly think of. You got mom working and dad working and, and taking all the kids to sixteen different practices in one day. You know, when I was growing up, you, you picked a sport and you played it. Yeah. You got the one sport. I wasn't taking you all over town. But we've raised we've raised a bunch of spoiled brats that have to have everything their way. Are they going to pitch a fit in the middle of McDonald's and scream and cry and flop around on the floor and you're going to make daddy really upset. Daddy's really upset that you're, you're acting that way, your child. Look at your daddy, Christopher. Christopher, look at your daddy. Your daddy's, your daddy's disappointing. My daddy would have whooped my ass. My daddy would have been not disappointed. My daddy would have hauled off with the back of his hand and smacked me across the face. And that's what you deserve. But we've, we've got a dysfunctional family that cannot keep up with stuff in society. So we, we, we flip on the TV and we see the, the sitcoms and it tells us what we, need, what we need to see or shows us what we need to see. It tells us what we need to hear. And then you flip on for the news and you get excerpts of what they want you to hear, what narrative they're trying to, to, what they want to, you to shape, believe. what they want you to believe. And you get those little excerpts, and you don't really have time to dwell into it. And you don't really see you're getting duped over. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're kind of here for. That's yeah. what all these other podcasts are out here for. The election's coming up. We're getting really close. We're getting really close to, to the primaries that's going to start uh, here in a few months. We're going to get through these, these crazy holiday seasons, and then it's going to really ramp up. And then it's basically on from there. Um, it's it's going to be an exciting time. It's going to be... I think it's going to be 2016 times 10. I think you're going to you're going to see these groups reemerge. You're going to see Antifa and Black Lives Matter, and all these people are going to show back up, and there's going to be chaos and riots and 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 uh, fights and attacks at Trump rallies and things like that. They're going to go back to the old tactics. We're already seeing it with, with Congress. You know, they recycled the Russian thing. They just you know scratched out Russia, inserted Ukraine, and now they've got you know they they realize that Joe Biden's a sinking ship. Oh yeah. The SS Biden's got a hole in it caused by. A torpedo of lies. So yep. his ship is sinking. Kamala Harris is sinking. Uh, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are so bat crap crazy uh, that they're going to the church of Kanye. So, you know. Well, they're probably going to be the nominees. They'll probably be the nominee. I see what, you know, it's probably going to be Warren Sanders. But Sanders is going to have, one of them is going to have to balance out the ticket. So I don't know if that's going to be um, a likely. Uh, 
uh, pair. I think I think if one of those gets gets the nomination, they're going to have to find somebody that's not so socialist to kind of balance out the ticket. Uh, but we'll get in that as we get closer. We'll speculate vice presidencies and all that good stuff. Uh, but basically, the family's in, in, in disarray. Society's in disarray. Uh, we've talked about it, you know, with the discipline of the kids, the education of the kids, uh, you know, how we raise our kids by throwing an iPad or a tablet in front of these kids, a cell phone in front of these kids, why 12-year-old Susie's got Instagram accounts and Twitter and Facebook, why she needs it, I don't know. What it does for her, I don't know. But then we're worried about why she's getting bullied or he's getting bullied at school and they're on Facebook getting bullied and it never ends because they have no escape. But we don't ever think, oh, well, let's just take the damn phone away from them. You know? Yeah. Let's restrict their access to uh, Facebook and, and social media. No, that's that we can't do that because they'll get upset and they'll pitch a fit and they'll cry and we don't want to deal with it and we don't yeah. want to be a parent. Well, if you're not going to be a parent, somebody's going to raise your child for you. If you want the United States government or your government to raise your child, then your child is going to be uh, a disrespectful, inconsiderate, prick, a victim, a perpetual victim, and is going to be on the teeth of the government for the rest of their life, and you've, you've not raised one independent child. So think about that. As we get ready to... Uh, get into this upcoming election season and and uh, things are going to pick up and hopefully we progress from there. But that's going to do it for this edition of Project 45. Uh, we hope that uh, you were entertained, that you got a little insight, a little information. Be sure to um, follow us at Project 45 on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash Project 45 MAGA, M-A-G-A. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Project underscore 45. Email us at Project45Mega at gmail.com. I'm Jack. And I'm Michael. Have a good night.